Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Wine. I'm your co I'm your host Yep, that's how it is today. Every week. Yep. <laughs> you would think that after a couple of weeks I would have Six. the intro down. Yeah. Six. Six weeks I would have the intro down, but you know. I digress. So I'm Louise and this is my lovely co-host Jean. And we're so happy you decided to join in on our conversation over some adult beverages today. We are uh, Today we're actually feature- featuring a very special discussion um, that's really near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, and we are so excited to share it with you guys. Um, so pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's cheers to learning to love yourself through your anxiety and or depression. Dun dun dun! But before we get into that, we really got to talk about our bomb ass fucking weekend we just that was had. The best. Absolute it best. Was the best. We just celebrated Jean's 30th birthday. Cheers. Yay! So excited. Clink it, clink, clink, clink. Yep. So yeah, we're super excited. Shout out to Traverse City for being an amazing destination to yes. just find all the wine in the world. Seriously, yep. It was even like, and we had like the best weather in Michigan, which is like yeah, it's, it was like perfect. Like the the colors are coming in up north, and it was still warm and sunny, and it was perfect. It was everything we needed it to be. Definitely, definitely. Um, probably gonna be like an annual needs to be. Mm-hmm. It was perfect annual thing for us. So yeah, um, we were we're just kind of coming off a really big high. Being gone for the weekend, kind of got that R&R down. Now we're rolling back into real life, and there's some pretty hard-hitting issues that we both deal with in regards to anxiety and depression, and actually, um, yeah, we're we're pretty excited to be open and honest about um, some of our personal experiences with this, and we're hoping that some people out there can kind of relate. Like, yeah. Have- have you been clinically diagnosed? Uh, actually, believe it or not, yes, I have. Mm. I have been. Um, I just don't, I haven't pursued the pharmaceutical end of it. Oh, right. I'm still exercising my holistic care mm. when it comes to those things. And it's been something that, while I still struggle with it, I know what triggers it. Depression. Yeah, my depression, for sure. I figured. Yep. Because you don't seem, you don't seem like you have anxiety. I am a but ho- you could. Right. Like and I feel like my anxiety is triggered by um other things like other out- outside forces. I don't really feel like anxiety for me doesn't come from like a deep inner place of like trauma or worry. So it's more or, or less just like being it's like situ- it's a normal thing. So yeah, it's, it's really- like a a situationally yeah. induced type of deal. But. Yeah, which is pretty normal. So I wouldn't I don't know, it's not like anxiety anxiety like there's so many forms of anxiety and some of it's like normal just being a human and then see I have both and I actually have (laughs) severe anxiety um and I used to have severe depression but I'm I'm pretty sure I've overcome that now right and you you've been diagnosed by a medical professional right yeah Yeah. okay so yeah it for you like you really you kind of went through the I really tried to do it without being medicated. I tried talking to somebody, and it just wasn't enough. Like therapist, like yep. And eventually, yeah. And I even tried like life changes, like complete three sixty life changes, and it just nope. The medication is what helped 
But thank God for doctors. Right, like... (laughs) Because my whole life is so much... Just my quality of life is so much better now. Right. And actually, a lot of people... We feel like there's a huge uh, misconception behind anxiety and depression. um, As there has been, like, this huge stigma behind it for a long time. Especially just around mental health in general. A lot of people feel like it's not okay to talk about their mental health. And it's not okay to talk about their anxiety and depression. Like, um, I've heard and actually had people tell me, like, can't you just get over it? Like, Or it's all in your head. It's all in your head. But see, yep. it is. It's a chemical imbalance in your head. Like, right. hello. <laughs> it's legitimately something that you're not just going to get over. And mental health is so, like, it can affect you physically and emotionally. And that is your whole life. Like, it can literally fuck your whole life up. Right. I've seen it destroy people. Like, right. It is so important. And you know what's so funny? I was actually um, looking for therapists for my eating issues that I have. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at my insurance and mental health. I thought it was interesting. I only got um, so many visits a year like, it was limited, just mm-hmm. like the chiropractor would be. And I was like, that's kind of messed up because it's so important. Right. Like, it's way more important, I would think, than a chiropractor visit or something, you know? I, I agree. I agree. And, like, I feel like if I were to look at my insurance, I kind of have the same situation. And a lot of people... And, yes, if you go see a therapist, it's expensive to go see one. Um, just like it would be any other doctor. Yeah, like the cheapest one I saw was like $65 a week. Right. And that was one visit. One visit, yeah. Like one hour (laughs) visit, yeah. Online. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, actually, shout out to, I think it's Better Health. Yes. It's an app. Yes. I've I've also done some dabbling in, like, looking um, into them. And it's actually a really great alternative to people who maybe don't have insurance or, or don't feel comfortable meeting someone in person. For that kind of thing. So I uh, I just kind of want you guys to know, like, there are options out there if you're not, not comfortable meeting someone in person or really not sure if you, there's, where to start, yeah, honestly. There's, yeah, there's lots, definitely baby steps. Everybody, every single person is different. There's not a single common. It's very case to case. Yeah, yeah, it's all what triggers you, how you handle things. And there's so many ways to deal with it. It just depends on which is right for you. Right. And I, um, I actually, I'm going to kind of drop some information on you guys. Cause you know, I'm the super, super, super analytical type of person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to drop, um, a couple definitions on you guys. Just so you know, like this is straight from, uh, google.com. You Google search, um, the first thing that'll pop up for each of these, uh, terms, uh, are these definitions here and it actually further breaks it down into like a psychiatric um, definition as well. So starting with anxiety, anxiety is defined in a quote, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome, end quote. And then the psychiatric uh, definition behind that um, is it's a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension, typically with compulsive behavior or panic attacks. 
So let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. You know, because um, you said you really struggle with anxiety. Did you feel, like, super impulsive or, like... So, yes. Okay. Um, almost, it was almost like I, for a while, thought I had obsessive-compulsive disorder. Oh, okay. Because there were certain things that if I didn't do, it would trigger me into a panic attack. Oh, okay. So, yeah, just like the <laughs> definition said. Yeah, um, and it's super true. And I got to a point in my life where um, I was going through a lot of things. It was very, it was a transition for me, and it wasn't that long ago. Yep. And I was having, like five panic attacks a day and oh my gosh and I didn't even know what triggered it really just because I would be you know watching a couple of the kids that I watch and I would be on the floor just playing with them nothing else going on all right and all of a sudden I would just need a minute because I couldn't breathe really I felt like my heart was gonna pound out of my chest and it's just like in an instant it happens and you don't always know why right uh, some people, like, with, um, if they feel like they're in a small space, even if they're not in a small space, that can trigger it and stuff, and then sometimes they don't even know why. Okay. Which is really what mine was, but it, <laughs> it ended up being stress. Huh. And also, little fun fact, you can definitely start losing your vision if you're stressed out enough. What? Speaking <laughs> from experience, um, yes, when I was, um... We were looking at houses and we were finally starting to, like, close on a house. Yep. Well, we came to see the inspector. Yep. Um, for, like, the final write-off. And I really couldn't see. There was no way I could have drove. Like, oh I was going blind and I was panicking because of that alone. Right. And my doctor's like, it's okay, you're okay, I promise. But, yeah, that, so that's fun. So, <laughs> oh, so like... It, obviously, it, like, progressed for you. It yeah. it progressed to the panic attacks and then multiple panic attacks. If you, like, A, don't know that it's happening. Right. And B, don't try to take care of it, even the slightest, it could easily get so severe so quickly that you're just like, oh, my God, what's going on with me? Like, Which is what happened with me. I right. had no idea that I was even getting panic attacks, you right. know? I was like, that's not something I get. I don't have anxiety. Well, yeah, and that's a huge... It goes back to that stigma. You and know then I, mean? I talked to my doctor, and they had me do some um, testing and questionnaires. And they were like, oh, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> they go, how long have you been feeling like this? And I was like, this severe? Not very long, but like my whole life. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> More so the anxiety. Uh, the depression kind of came and gone. Okay. Um, just probably because my anxiety was so bad, but okay. I think I've always had anxiety my whole life. Right. And then, like, like the flip side of that yeah. with the depression, um, kind of going back, I'm going to cover the definitions real quick. Um, depression is defined as, and I quote, feelings of severe despondency and dejection. And then the psychiatric version of that is a mental condition characterized by feelings of severe despondency and dejection, typically also with feelings of inadequacy and guilt, often accompanied by lack of energy and disturbance of appetite and sleep. Yeah. So, like, how how did your depression and anxiety go hand in hand? Well. uh, As far as those things go. When I was going through depression, I couldn't sleep. 
Okay, so you had some, like, some severe insomnia. Is severe insomnia. I didn't want to do anything, and I was always tired, but I could never sleep. It, it, it sounds really crazy, and, you know, it's one of those things where people were telling me, oh, you're just not doing enough, you know? Because I'm, like, freelance right. stylist. I'm working for myself. Yep. So... They're like, maybe you're just not active enough during the day, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's probably it, but that wasn't it. Like, people who suffer from depression, especially when it's as severe as I had, they struggle to even, like, get out of bed in the morning. Like, to get up and shower is, like... A a monumental task. No, it really is. So, like, if all you did today was get up... And take a shower, like, just... Yeah, like, applause, yeah. Seriously. Seriously. And, like, you know, as I stated before, I don't really struggle with, like, the anxiety portion of um, anxiety and depression. Uh, it's it's very circumstantial. Um, but my depression it can bring me to a whole different level. Um, and I think... Personally, my depression, um, it definitely runs in the family. Uh, it's something, it, it was something that, like, I got from both of my parents, honestly. Um, and I kind of went through this thing, went through a couple phases where I would almost, how do I want to describe it? I would be so fake and upfront with the people around me and then I would go home and just sleep. Well no, that's what you have to do. You You know what I mean? Like to recover. Front up right. Because you don't want people to pity you. That's only gonna make things worse usually, you know. So you just like <laughs> Yeah, everything's fine and you're inside your head, you're screaming, Are you freaking kidding me? You are not okay. Right, like tell them you need help. But Especially, well, up until recently, I've even noticed, it was very, like, almost taboo to have something mentally wrong with you. Right. I feel like now, more, like, mainstream, it's becoming, which is fantastic, that it's okay not to be okay. Right. And you should talk about it and get help about it, as we're, you know, like, growing up, it was like, oh, you have a mental problem? You should go, like, live somewhere... (laughs) That they can fix you in the head. And it's like, wow. Yeah, thanks. That's messed up. A lot of, and a lot of, like, the mental health issues are really, and it comes back to, like, those definitions and stuff. A lot of them are really based off of those two things, like anxiety and depression. You can bring them back to, okay, when did I start feeling this way? When did I, you know, start having those panic attacks? When did I start having a hard time getting out of bed? Do I know what my reasonings are behind those? Can I identify that? And can I identify the the progression of my thoughts behind those things? Right. Because I know I really didn't start... Like, I know I've had depression all my life. Like, because hindsight's twenty twenty. you know what I mean? But, like... Like, really looking back, I... I've been struggling with it (laughs) hardcore most of my 20s. And then... (coughs) You know, like, major life events happen and people, you know, I went through a really heavy breakup time and then I had to deal with that on top of trying to deal with my own mental health issues. Which is, like, big life things, Oh, it's just huge. 
And that feeling of inadequacy um, for someone who is also a habitual people pleaser, <coughs> this bitch right here, um, <laughs> I really, that part of depression, I don't feel like enough on a regular basis. So then get around, if I get around people that expect a shit ton from me and then don't get what they want out of me, that makes me feel even worse about myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If I can't meet their expectations, I feel like I have failed as a human being and why do I exist? Like, I bring it to that level. But that's just, like, my mental, Yeah, you know? that's a terrible way to feel. Right, and, and it's awful, but that's, I mean, that's... See, I get anxious to um, be on time for things, even if, I, even if it doesn't matter. Right. Like... Family get-togethers, even right. though everybody shows up at whatever fuck time they feel like. Right. Anyway. <laughs> or, like, whatever you would think my job was on the line yeah. with how on time <laughs> I am for everything. But if I don't, I, like, I literally get, like, nervous sweats and things. It's insane. Yes, and it doesn't yep. make any sense. It's like, whoa. And Why do you act like you have somewhere to be? Right. And it's it's terrible. I am very much not like that. Like, I'm a super punctual person when it comes to my job and things that are important. But all in all, like, I like to be just a go-with-the-flow kind of person. And, uh, yeah, so I just think that, you know, this is such a deep, it's a deep and complicated issue and like we are not going to be able to cover everything we need to cover on it in this episode by any means, but we've, it's been something we've wanted to cover for weeks since we started this because I feel like at the base of, at the base of everyone's self-love journey, you have to take your first step and I feel like your first step is identifying why you feel the need to love yourself. You know, what has happened in your life that has caused you to not love yourself? Like, who hurt you? Yeah, straight up. Like, identifying mm-hmm. that why. Because if you have a why, um, you can conquer anyhow in the world. Yeah. Like, you can overcome anything in the world. Yeah, you find just the gotta... source of the problem to fix the problem. Right. Kind of like a self-intervention. Right. Um, it's funny you say that because I have found a few, um, things here. Hold on a second, sorry. Um, We do our research when we're not together and then we have to like comb through (laughs) our research when we're in the process of doing these podcasts, so So you have to forgive us. (laughs) Um, a lot of things... That we do just subconsciously to feel certain ways. We could get other ways without doing things and it not be harmful. So Right, so like, like alternatives to like your harmful habits. Right, okay. so I have a few examples just for anxiety because like, for example, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you do? A lot of people, including myself, like reach for a phone. Uh, 100% what I do. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, it gives you a feeling of connection to the world and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that's probably not the best thing with all the things going on in the world right now. And right. Social media, blah, 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 isn't always the most healthiest place to be. Right. Um, like, get up, have a cup of tea, some coffee in my preference. Right. You know, oh, maybe yeah, have a dream journal because that can get real interesting. 
you know, just kind of like start your day with like a mantra or something or right you know oh, yes like I definitely wake up and yeah I do reach for my phone because my alarms are on my phone well yeah I mean but like, like I have kind of started to make that especially digging into this because that's something I did come across as the kind of like not getting your mind don't get your stimulation especially up for your mind don't get that from social media do it in a, a, a healthier way so, like, I'll be, like, I'll hit the snooze button or whatever, and, like, I just recently started um, new hours at my job, so I can now get up and I start my day with a workout versus, Yeah, something you know productive, I mean? something not exposing yourself to the world because you're fresh. Right. You want to stay that way, but you want to right. prep yourself for, like, the abuse of the world, <laughs> the emotional and mental abuse of the world. Let but... me tell you guys, no one... And I mean, no one can protect themselves from absolute chaos and bullshit right. like Jean does. Oh. She, oh, she said, oh, like I'm not right. <laughs> no, it's so funny because it's illusion. Because, oh, because of. Oh, trust me. Yeah. I don't, but I make it seem like I do. So fake it till you make it. No, I'm just going <laughs> to. I mean, honestly. But like, seriously though, this girl is the first person to be like, Nah, I don't want to do that because it's it's going to interfere with how I feel about myself. Or, nah, I don't really want to be there because I don't want to kind of interact with people that are going to bring the negative feels. Like, I'm not about that. And she, she is, like, excellent at being able to be like, I'm going to take care of me. I want everyone to eat, but just not at my table. Like, yes, I love that. favorite saying. I love that. It's kind of like, I don't know, I just, after being on this earth for 30 years, I just don't got time for the bullshit. Yeah. And I have worked so hard to even get to where I'm at. Right. That if you're going to, like, mess around and fuck up my vibe, you got to go somewhere because nobody is worth what I am to me, you know? Right. Like, so. And everyone should feel that way. That's, like, the that's like self love goals, right? Yeah, there. you know you gotta you gotta know your worth. We will cover that in another episode. Beat you down, yeah. But um, another one of the th- habits that people tend to do, whether they know it or not, um, like skipping meals, specifically breakfast. Okay. A lot of people say, "Oh, I can't eat in the morning; it makes me sick and stuff." And that's you know, I'm not saying that's not legitimate, but right. honestly. Um, especially from a medical point of view, that's not really a thing. Right. It's more of a sense of control type of thing, or maybe it's, like, what you're eating, but still, subconsciously, it's more of a, you, that's something you can control. Right. And people do this with a lot of things. Yes. Food being a huge one. Uh, everyone knows, I say this in just about every episode we have that features something about our diet or exercise or anything. I am a huge control freak when it comes to those kinds of things. And I definitely, I'm, I'm the first person to be like, yeah, I don't eat breakfast. I have coffee and that's good enough for me. But in reality, like halfway through my morning, especially now with the changed hours and my schedule being different, I do a workout in the morning and halfway through the morning, I am a raging hangry bish well because you your body already burned all them calories right and your body's like listen listen linda, linda. <laughs> you gotta feed me right <laughs> like 
I need food. And yeah, so you like, you can't focus when yeah. you are hungry like that. Even if you get up and just have like a protein shake or like right. my favorite protein shakes, if I don't want to eat in the morning because I don't always want to eat. Right. But with my vitamins and stuff, I have to. Yes. So my alternative, which is, you know, like smoothies or I love Slim Fast Advanced. Um, it's like a coffee flavored like with the caffeine something in it. or whatever yeah mm-hmm. it's got very little carbs and sugars and right. all that jazz that's one of my favorite things because it puts something in my stomach gives me nutrients but it doesn't like overfill me or make me sick or whatever you know right you can vibe with them yeah so that's one of them um here's one thing we do compulsive spending because it gives oh, us endorphins a lot, like, no. you know, <laughs> better things to do, like yep. exercising or working on yourself in general would probably be a better way to do this. Um, Stay off the prime, y'all. Oh my god, Amazon has been my biggest problem. Like, I love it and hate it. It's such a love-hate. But, man, um, or just... Well, like... Retail and, therapy in general? Yes. Like, that is yes. our biggest thing growing up. We, we have always been retail therapy people. You go out with your girls, or just your girl. Like, it would just be me and Jean for a lot of years. It was just us, and we would go get coffee, and we would go walk the mall. And that was a huge... That was a huge, like... That was what we Mood did. Booster. That's what we did on the like, weekends. Like we, it's, yeah, it was such life. A long week, especially before we could drink. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> like even like who remembers those times? But like for real, you yeah. know. <laughs> like um, we we spent so much of our lives, and especially now that we've like progressed through life, and we're doing these big life things. Like we both just recently bought houses over the past, you know, within the past year or so, we both bought house, yeah. homes. Yeah. You know, so now we're buying things for our homes. We're doing home improvements because we both bought older homes, which has. Well, yes, definitely like starter homes. We're yes. not millionaires, I wish. No, but. yeah. <laughs> but like we have done like leaps and bounds in our home so far, you know, like. There's lots of repairs, furnaces. Yeah. And wall repairs. Walls, and just, yeah. Even little cosmetic things like freaking lights. Yes, like, it all adds up. It and is insane. And that's why we don't have nice things, because they're expensive. Yeah. That's what my mom told me, and I was like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's kind of one of those things that we're going to discuss in the Know Your Worth episode, is just kind of, like, keeping track of your how important to your mental health keeping track of your finances is, because you don't want to put your, accidentally put yourself in a state of panic because you don't have control, you you haven't yeah. monitored those things properly. And so. even if you feel like, oh, you don't stress, you're super go with the flow. Right. Subconsciously, you know, you get those uh, final notices on bills and things. Right. And it stresses you out. It's going to bring you to a different level. Whether you feel like it stresses you out or not, it does. And it's just not a healthy way to live life, sis. Mm-mm. It's not healthy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's a, two more that I have on here. One of them is like binge watching stuff, especially after work and things yes. like that. It gives you like that pleasure of relaxation right. and everything. I am so guilty of this, but what I should, well, also <laughs> what you should be doing and I mean, I should be doing more of is, you know, 
working out or meditating, reading right. a book, something that'll give you endorphins without being in front of a screen. Not saying you should never binge watch stuff because, like, please do. For real. Like, like, be part of the world. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes people need that mental break. Sometimes it's too much to, like, really put... So, okay, I'm, I'm a big one for this. Mm. When I get motivated and I kind of get on one of those high rides of my, you know, coming, I feel like I'm coming out of my depression, I do too much. There are people out there that do too much, and this causes stress as well. It's almost like mania, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I really, I because I balance between, like, the highs and lows of my depression. Mm-hmm. I'm riding a high right now. So I'm doing the most on a regular basis when I... I'm coming, you know, I'm working a nine hour day and then I'm like, I'm working out in the morning and my days are 15 to 16 to 18 hours long. It's a cycle. It's not enough sleep. And then all of a sudden I'll hit a wall. Boom. you burned yourself out. Yep. And then I'll have to sleep for 12 hours a day and I don't work out and I don't take care of myself in the way that I like to take care of myself. And Jean can attest to this. Like I am a huge workout person. Mm-hmm. When I stop working out, people need to be worried. You know, no, but like, same like it. Really, yeah, I had gone to my doctor originally years ago and was telling her, you know, I'm just like not myself. Right, like, I just I'm don't want to do things. Yeah. And she goes, well, what are you doing different? And I had started working two jobs, Ooh. so I wasn't working out at all. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, you went from working out like two hours a day to not at all, and that's your problem. Yeah. So your the, body's missing those endorphins. Definitely missing the high. And you know what I like to do if I want to sit down and just relax. Sometimes I like to just read. You know, try to be an intellectual, even though I'm not really. Whatever. <laughs> try to like make myself read whatever garbage I have on my bookshelf, but something other than not saying being in front of a screen is the worst thing because I right. love technology and I love social media and right. all these things, but. Sometimes I have to really take myself out of this world into another one in a book or, you know, kind of shut out the rest of the world around me to get myself centered. Right. So that I can be okay. Yeah. Because the world stresses me out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. (laughs) And, like, one of my favorite phrases in the world is come back to center. Yeah. You know, like, when you're having a stressful day, especially like me, like, I... I'm pretty chill for the most part, but then when I do, I'm like a snap kind of person, and I hate to admit that out loud because that makes me sound like a psycho, but once I'm mad, I'm fucking mad, and when you piss me off, that's it. Like, I'm pissed off, I'm gonna be mad, you're gonna hear about it. You're preaching to the choir, Like, although it takes me a lot less to get to that point, (laughs) because I'm like, well, I don't really like that, and then if it keeps happening, I'll be like, um, excuse me. And then, by the, and then by the third try, then I'm a psycho. And I'm right. like, I, I will end you. You are warned. I will destroy your bloodline. <laughs> like, <laughs> excuse me, can you please leave? But that's like part of that anxiety and depression. It, the escalation of emotions sometimes is it's hard to control. And I feel like that's kind of where like my depression, my highs and lows, they're hard to control. So, you know. But, yeah. Anyways, back to our habits we need to change. Yeah. The last one is just kind of what we've already covered in a past episode. Snacking when you're not hungry. 
Mm. Um, which leads into like the eating disorder things right. and stuff. Reference episode um, one, y'all. I'm super guilty of this because same. You know, binge eating disorder. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, they just recommend that you meditate. I'm gonna tell you right now. That would not work for me. What right. I need to do, um, I've sugar free gum, or candies, or I try to distract myself with something I do enjoy. Right. Because, and especially around bedtime, I have been um, one to drink warm teas and things at night because I feel, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to eat. I will lay in bed and not be able to sleep because I haven't eaten anything. And I am subconsciously, for some reason, afraid that I'm going to starve to death overnight. (laughs) It's just like, dude, just go to bed. Whatever you want will be there tomorrow. And then how anxious do you get later? And it makes me crazy. So I have to kind of distract myself or make my attention go somewhere else. So I do have like a hot cup of tea or drink some... Okay, drink a lot of water because I I love water. So I drink a lot of water, but... (laughs) Like, something to just be like, your stomach's full, you can't eat anymore right now, you're gonna get heartburn, and then you'll be up all night, so then I'm just like, ah, forget it, I can't eat. Right. And then I'm done. Right. But just, like, little things like that, for me, personally. Right, because you get stuck, you, you personally put yourself in your own thought process, that if you don't get this, like, it, it triggers that ancient, ancient trigger system in your brain that says... I don't know if I'm gonna eat tomorrow. Which is so stupid. Well, and it it's but it's clinically it's just it's like a it's how do I say this? It's like a domino effect. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. You just you know what that little trigger is and you know that as soon as someone knocks that first domino over, it's just gonna go down the line and you can almost follow it down to a T. Because I have that same problem, especially like getting into my workouts and stuff because I really struggle with eating enough calories when I'm working out. But mm-hmm. I struggle to the point where I will, this restrict and binge like we were talking about in that episode, mm-hmm. I will restrict like a crazy person for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then all of a sudden I will eat everything in, in sight. Which a lot of people don't know this. But restricting and working out a ton can give you an adverse effect. It can oh, yeah. also make you gain weight. Yes. Because yes, Because there was a point in time where I was working out two hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, you crazy. And I was eating like 1,500 calories, which would have been fine if I wasn't working out that much every day. Right. And my doctor goes, that that is not enough. And that's why you can't. Like, you're, the scale's not moving for you, mm-hmm. and your inches aren't going anywhere, because that is not enough. Your body's starving. Yeah, and, <laughs> and our bodies are, our bodies are the perfect machine, because they're designed to keep you alive, no matter the situation. Feast or famine, your body is designed to store and burn when appropriate, and your body will keep you alive for three weeks, three straight weeks without food. No, thank you. Yeah, like, and, like, that's, like, the mindset you have to, you have to remind yourself, especially for people like us who really struggle 
you know, with our body weight and body image and things like that, you know, and we struggle with it on an internal level Mm -hmm. with our mental, we got to do it the healthy way and do it the right way or we are going to just crash and burn. I mean, especially being in America of all places. Land of milk and honey. And Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, we're living in poverty. I feel like we live close to middle class. Maybe not quite middle class, but close. We're working on it. You know, um, so it's not like we don't have the um, tools at our fingertips to eat properly and be on a schedule and right resources to exercise or meditate or whatever mm-hmm. you know and the education's there i think a huge yeah. thing a huge part of just and, and even on like a global scale i think that you know for countries like we are blessed to live in the country we live in first of all but like mm-hmm. second of all we're also blessed to have this beautiful thing called the internet available at our fingertips Mm -hmm. uh, literally and we can we have this overflow and abundance of information that we can just fill our brains with and be able to to tell people like or to tell ourselves you know this is you know go to go to certified pages that can give you information on how to kind of like give you a breakdown on how you can better manage uh, your mental and physical health and, you know, connect you with resources of experts that can get you to that It's level. just, like, astronomical, the options that you really do have available. Oh, yeah. Um, whether it be through doctors or just, you know, holistic stuff, like, any little thing. Right. And just, like, my personal opinion, because I, you know... I'm the kind of person, like, I always start with a holistic solution mm-hmm. and then go to a medical one. I've always been that way my whole life. Um, my mom was a massage therapist, went to school. She, you know, studied chakras. She she studied all of this, you know, reflexology, aromatherapy, different things. And she really introduced me and, like, spiked my interest when it comes to trying to find the holistic solution before I decide, okay... This isn't working for me. I really need to step it up and take it to a medical one. Mm-hmm. And it's something where I've really been on teetering on the edge of my holistic care has not been as effective as I feel like um, a, pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical option or talking to my medical professional would be. So that's kind of where I am in my journey. I know that you really stepped up and you decided to take the... Well, you know, yeah... Because I thought it was just, okay, I need to change my life. Right. My job is just super stressful. Right. It is not as rewarding as it once was. And so I just really kind of started over and refreshed and moved closer, to way closer to home. And kind of revamped my career so that I was my own boss. And right. And that didn't, it. I thought it helped. Okay. Which I'm sure on some levels it did. And there was a while, well, yeah, because my stress was way down, but for a while I was like, oh, I'm cured. And then, you know, it hit me real hard and I started getting so many panic attacks a day and stuff and I realized, Kirsty, your doctor wants to put you on... A medication maybe you should try it and listen so we started with the lowest dose possible right and just went from there right 
you know, and my doctor did say, if you don't like this, we can try a different one. Or if you don't like that, we can try something that's not pharmaceutical. Right. Um, I have a really great doctor, which I think is so important. Um, but, yeah, because I didn't want to go to that at first. Because I had heard horror stories about people being so numb mentally. Yes. From medications for anxiety and depression when I didn't want to be a zombie. Right. Um... But it was probably the best thing I honestly ever did. And my mother as well um, saw me getting so much better. And she actually is on a medication for stuff. And she is in the, such a better headspace. I love it. And it's a, it's a hard... It's a hard decision to make. But, I mean, like, you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And like we said in the beginning, it's a case-by-case study. It's a... It's a case by case, uh, how you treat each individual, individuals, personal experiences with their anxiety and their depression. Because where you struggled more with the anxiety portion, mm-hmm. and then your depression was kind of like an inter, you know, intermediate kind of thing. Let's sprinkle this on. There, right. right. Yeah. I'm the opposite, where my depression was a big, huge part of my life, and then my anxiety was just a tiny. No, I'm not going to call it tiny, but I'm going to say it was a, a conditional thing that I struggled with based on the circumstances I've yeah. had in life. Yeah, yeah. So I think that just kind of getting back, you know, kind of bringing it back to center, um, a lot of people just, you really need to identify, you know, do I struggle with this? Is this a problem that I really do have? Well, and see, you know, that brings me to my next thing. Um, the ways that we disguise anxiety even to ourselves we can do this be like oh no i'm fine Mm -hmm. but like there are several things that you might do that you don't realize and depending on the severity could very well be anxiety you don't even know it right so like oh gosh i am going to botch this word (laughs) catastrophe okay let just read that for me. Please, that first one. <laughs> Catastrophizing. Yeah, you got it. Oh, hey. Ooh, look at you go. <laughs> um, so, like, disaster is the only outcome. Ooh, this is me to a mm, team, and I hate it. This is me as well. Like, I hate it so much. I am a worst-case scenario person. The biggest 100%. pessimist. Yes. Like, the world's going to end. And it's it's terrible because I'm, I'm, like, pretty optimistic for other people. Yeah. But like on my on my inside on my inside on the inside, I am like this is gonna turn out like garbage. I am in so much trouble. Right. Ah. Well, it go and for me it goes back to that whole being on time for everything, even if I don't have any like restricted time. Like I feel I feel like I'm gonna lose my job if I don't right. show up on time, even though honestly, realistically. Nobody cares if you're on time or not. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, not to be But like if a I'm jerk not the anything, first one to the yeah. party, it's like I almost have like FOMO or something. Like, I'm going to miss out. It's going to oh be bad goodness. and just like crazy stuff. So, I definitely do this and it's not great. Um, that's definitely something I need to work on. Um, or those all or nothing thinking. Ugh. And I know, I know people like this. I'm not like this I don't think what's um, the description for that uh they use words such as always or never like oh I never win anything like mm, 
I'm never that lucky. Right. You know, I'm always down, or you just stuff like that. Okay, I I hear that. I hear where that's coming from. I don't feel like I really am like this by any means, but I do know people who are like that. Definitely. And they, they, um, they bring a different, they're super negative. They Mm -hmm. just have like a negative vibe at their core. They can't help themselves. Um, and these are really, you know, going back to like the, the relationships episode we had, it's kind of one of those things where... These are the kind of people that are going to harsh yo mellow. A hundred percent. And if you are struggling with this or you catch yourself doing it, like. Why do you feel that way? You got to ask yeah. yourself the why question. Because those people out there that really struggle with this condition or struggle with this um, circumstance, they, I don't think they even know why they do that. Well, they don't even know. That they I'm do it. I'm sure they I'm don't sure, even know. I'm sure, yeah. Like, and that's, it's shitty. Right. <laughs> because it's like, like life really isn't that bad. It's not. And sometimes they do it to the point of like. It's you, concerning. Do you put yourself in that situation? Yeah. Always? Or are you just unhappy accident? Or, right. Yeah. So <clears throat> that kind of leads into the next point of unrealistic standards. Like thinking you always should do things you always have to do things it's a must even when it's not a priority right um you unrealistically uh, i don't think i do this like making yourself do things even though you don't want to or and it's not really as big of a deal as if you don't do them yeah i don't think i do this uh i think i do um especially like Excuse me. Like, with cleaning my house. Because <laughs> um, I obsessively clean my house. And my significant other has even said, you know you don't have to do this tonight. I have stayed up to do the so, dishes. Like, why do you do it, though? Do you do it for you? Because I know when I obsessively clean, which I do, mm-hmm. but I do it because it's almost therapeutic for me, too. I, have, I think I've taken it, again, you know, taken that extreme it's it's going to be catastrophic if i don't ah like i have this fear of people showing up to my home and then judging me from the cleanliness of my home gotcha and that is again stemmed from a root problem that i have from my childhood people probably don't think twice about it they even don't. though your house is always clean <laughs> seriously though and like <laughs> i we have a good a mutual friend um she actually was my boss at my job um she Struggles with this absolutely hardcore and exactly for the same reason. Because that childhood trauma that she suffered, you know, growing up with her parents, there was this, there were situations, and I don't want to air out too much of her dirty laundry, but she grew up in situations where she felt the need, as an adult, to overcorrect those situations. Well, and I'm surprised I don't do this because growing up, you know, love my mother to death, but, like, the house wasn't... Picture perfect spotless. Right. Um, it was lived in. For sure. Sometimes way more lived in than others. But right. it wasn't super clean. We lived in like shitty trailers, you know, because right. my parents Same. were very young parents and that's all they yep. could afford. So it was like, you know, I'm surprised I don't do that overcompensate, but I, right. I don't. I'm just kind of like, you know what? If it's clean, it's because I needed 
therapy for my... That's definitely something I do to relax myself. Right. I can't really function well in chaos, so... And I think that's where mine comes from, too, is that, like, if I... If things aren't organized, I am too busy thinking about how to organize it rather than focusing on other things. Mm-hmm. So, and then I take that to an, a, the next extreme. If I don't fucking organize this, I'm going to be a disaster. And I don't want my life to be a disaster and people are going to judge me and I'm going to wreck and I'm going to be a, a mess the rest of the, my life. See, out of all the things that I do, I'm really glad that I don't obsess about what people are going to think about. Oh, no, you don't. Because it's <laughs> kind of like, this is how it is and this is how I like it and... And it's just how it is for me. I personally am, I'm not thinking about the dishes in the sink. Right. I always have dirty dishes in the sink. And I'll be the first one to admit it. Right. You know, it's not disgusting by any means, but, like, I hate doing dishes and I won't touch them if I don't have to. And my poor husband. But, like, (laughs) I'm just, like, not about that life. Right. But you better believe that my common areas in my house where I spend a lot of my time are clean because otherwise I'm just sitting in what I think to myself is filth. Even if right. other people are like, dude, your house is always clean. I Which won't, it is. I won't think so. Right. And it'll just make me crazy for myself. Right. I totally get that. <laughs> um, overgeneralizing? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, when you take one or two situations and make them much bigger things than they are... Yep. Like, when you get fired or something, you're like, ugh, story of my life. Dude, I say that a lot. I generalize things a lot. Um, I I make things, like, small problems bigger than they what, what they need to be. Like, they have that saying out there in the world, don't make an ant hill into a mountain. Or a molehill into a mountain, that's what it is. But, I mean, same, same concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Don't, don't make tiny, teeny, tiny things way bigger than what they need to be because that's how you you're just gonna stress yourself out <laughs> it's just a bit yeah it's a recipe for disaster <laughs> ingredient <laughs> ingredient one <laughs> yeah um ignoring positivity yeah do not be that person yeah i, I don't okay when i get in like a pissy mood and i want to be petty right i'll do this but, like, I am aware that I do it, and I do it on purpose when it's done. Right. But I don't think... Normally, I'm like, oh, yeah, all good vibes, no bullshit, you know? Straight up. Straight up. Probably because I'm like, that. I'm 30, I'm old. Like, not really. But, like, I'm just like, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> I say that all the time. I ain't got time for this. Like, and honestly, I don't personally suffer from this because I'm a person definitely pushing those good vibes. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I'm super encouraging to people, regardless of, like, if you piss me off or not. I'm still, like, I wish you well now. Be gone. Right. Or even, like, if we have friends or something, or family members even, that are, like, uh, kind of batshit crazy and negative. Um, I have a few very close to me that are like that. Right. And I'm just kind of like, I love you so much, but I can't be around you right now because, like, even when you're trying to change the subject, it always comes back around to something negative. So, you know, I just kind of lay it out there like, hey, you know, I'm trying to be in a good mood. I'm going to actually go or get off the phone or whatever it may be. Um, But it's okay to do that. And those people are going to get offended. Those people who really struggle with their negativity... And they can't shake it. 
they're going to get offended. But that's not on you. But that's not on you. Don't be rude about it by any means. No, but... no, no. Send them all the love in the world and then just cut them off for the day. Unless it's like a super serious issue that they're really struggling with. But then offer them all the support in the world. But also give them options to like really... Okay, so I think right. you should... If you're going to be negative about this or if you're really feeling down about this, how about you try to do this instead? Right. And just like offer the support... But you ain't gotta you ain't gotta pick that person up out of that mood. That's right. Not your you can be supportive without being in charge of their happiness. That's right. Loving yourself is a hard enough. Like you are not responsible for other people's happiness. Say it one not. more time. You are not responsible for other people's happiness. And Repeat it's an inside that. job. Happiness is an inside job. All the way. No matter what anyone's circumstances in life are they can find happiness seriously there okay. there are there's joy in everything can't have a little sunshine without some rain like Truth. you are gonna go through some shit find happiness in it somehow some way i'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason right even though in certain situations that's really hard to like it's really hard to see through the fog, but once you're on the other side, you can... The hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, emotional reasoning. Okay. I feel it, so it must be true. When you're worked up about something, you don't know yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. This is going to be in a minute. Here. I do this so often. This comes from letting your emotions rule your life. This is the, that's like the, the encompassing idea mm-hmm. right here. I do this when I, like... Well, I do this so much because... Yes. And it's so funny because I like... If I'm worried about something, it's I will sit and stew about it. And I will think of every possible outcome... And it's usually never good. Uh, of course. Worst case scenario. Exactly. And I'll be like, oh, shoot. So, like, then I just get myself so worked up. Right. And I make one of those scenarios true. And guess what? It never is. Never. Never is. Never, never. It's always way better than what I worked myself up. It's kind of like when you go in to get a shot. Right. Like, or whatever. And you're terrified. You've had a shot like, before. Oh, my God. It hurts bad. It's the end of the world. But, like... Let's be honest, even if you're not a needle person, it's really not that bad. It's not. It just kind of sucks, you know? Right. Like, you're fine. And, and, like, emotions, it's so easy to let your emotions run away with your thoughts. Especially, like, I, please don't at me for this comment, (laughs) but, like, me as a woman, I know that this is something very particular to me and my thought processes because... I really struggle with my logical brain versus my emotional brain. And my heart gets a hold of my emotional brain. And that bitch has got a mind of her fucking own. Oh, yeah. And it is a wrap when my heart is in charge of things. Seriously. Oh, like it's almost like you have a couple personalities, right? Because like... Straight up. Head and heart arguing or just like me... With my good and bad conscience. <laughs> like, yeah. Conscience. Um, yeah. Fighting with myself. It's a, a fucking, yeah. <laughs> it's a disease. Like, sometimes I will honestly walk into my bathroom, look myself in the mirror, and be like, 
Get your shit together. <laughs> just get it Sometimes together. you need that verbal, like, self-slap in the face. Somebody like, just shake me. Yeah, like, I need it. I need help. Hell. Right. Um. Self-blame and criticism. Okay, this is, this is a hard one. Because anyone who's a human being has suffered through this at one point in time or another. <laughs> I don't care who you are, don't lie to me. It's just like a human thing to do, but the severity of it is when it becomes a problem. Right. And I am self-destructive as hell, and I have battled with that, and I still battle with that. Yeah. I I will be so self-critical that I will not even leave the house. I will skip events. Right. Um, that would be fun, um, because I'm worried about A, B, and C, mm-hmm. which is honestly not even relevant. Right. Like, it's just stupid little things like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have fancy enough clothes, or, oh, I don't look as good as I want to in this, or, oh, this person's gonna be there, and I don't wanna, I wanna avoid this situation, and blah, right. blah, blah. Like, really? You just stopped yourself from having fun. You just stopped yourself from living. Seriously. Because you couldn't get out of your head. Yeah. And a lot, I mean, like, so many people go through that where they get so stuck in their headspace that they can't live their lives. Or, like, you know, even things we say. So, it's so funny. A friend of mine, her daughter, just did a thing at school. She's six. She did a thing where they have, like, buckets, and every time somebody says something mean about them, it takes joy out of their bucket okay and so that was like their main focus but even just the little things that you subconsciously say to yourself takes joy out of your bucket right um some examples are saying oh i'm so dumb instead of oh i made a mistake you know or you know like that look at that those two phrases hand like right next to each other i'm so dumb makes me feel bad about myself. Or I made a mistake is me admitting that there was a mistake, but maybe I'm willing to learn from that mistake. You know what I mean? Yes. A positive versus a negative. Or like, oh, I'm such a bad person because I forgot a birthday or something. Right. When, no, you just like made a mistake or did something bad. Right. It happens. That doesn't make you a complete... Right. I'm not a terrible person because I forgot something. I'm a human being... And I don't remember everything that's on my yeah. plate. That's, you know what I mean? That's... Right. Or, I give up. I'll never be able to do this. When this is really hard, I need to keep trying. Right. Practice makes perfect. Like, you didn't come out the womb walking. Yeah. Chill. You didn't come out the womb right... <laughs> Mozart didn't Me. come out the womb right in them sonatas. So, well, yeah, give like, him a break. Definitely self-blame and criticism that will mess you up for yeah. sure. That has messed me up a yeah. lot. Um, taking things personally. Okay. <laughs> so I am going to, I'm going to lay this story out there real quick. And I'm going to talk fast because we're kind of we're running long on time. But my wonderful, amazing, significant other is a very strong personality person. Um, and has been through some serious shit in his life, but it has 
kind of made him callous to how what he says affects me as a person. And sometimes, you know, he tends to be a bit brazen or a bit gruff. And it's with no direction towards me. But I take it very personally. And I take those things to heart. Like, oh, he said this. So it must mean this. I am a huge person for misinterpreting what people say. But you know, that might go both ways. Because I'm also that way at times. Mm -hmm. But I also have... Almost started fights in my head with friends because of little things they said in certain tones and me completely overthinking things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're mad at me. Yeah. And And you're just like, no, dude. Like, they weren't. They were just, like, simply stating stating something. something. Yeah. Whew. Spiraling out of control in your own thoughts. Shout out to us overthinkers out there. (laughs) That's actually... The next one is, like, worrying. Yeah. Which, (laughs) shout out to my medication, (laughs) helped me not do that because I would for sure, like, ooh. So, here's a good example. I don't, I might have talked about this, but just to bring it up again, I guess. um, Like, if I accidentally cut somebody off on the road. Yeah. I would, (laughs) I would be so upset with myself. It would ruin my day. Oh my goodness. And I would think about it for weeks. Yeah. Like, literal weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear that. I'm never going to see that person again, chances are. Nah. They probably were just kind of like, okay, you're an a-hole, and just, like, went (laughs) on with their day. Right. Like, I just chill. Right, (laughs) yeah. You're just like, seriously, Kirsty, it's not that personal. Right. (laughs) So, like, I really, like throw in the overthinking and the taking things personally, they go hand in hand, Mm. you know? And like my significant other has, is like a mother sucking trooper when it comes to overcoming some serious life stuff. Um, I'm not going to air out their dirty laundry because like we're dealing with our craziness. Right. Our, Our significant others are, Honestly, the best because we have some issues. We have, yeah, we, like, especially myself, like, I will take the slightest, and we've talked about this before, text messages. Oh, my gosh. Because I don't know the tone or the context <laughs> or, the worst. you know what I mean? Like, if I don't understand exactly what you're saying when you say it. I'm going to make it up. I'm going, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm. Be like, well, you sounded snotty over text and... My husband's literally like, what do you mean? I asked you if you wanted milk from the store. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no tone or anything. I didn't put an exclamation point or in all caps or anything. No. So like, what? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, literally. Like, Who are you? <laughs> he comes home and I'm all pissed off for no reason. Yeah. Straight up. No reason. Yeah. I'm, and he, my significant other, you know, God bless him, like, he, has dealt with his own personal shit, especially through his childhood. Like, it's really nice. It's kind of like a sick way to say it, but it's really nice that we shared those traumas. Well, then like, growing up, because we relate. understand each other. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's really, like, um, he's still dealing with some of the adverse effects of it because, like, for example, like, my, my, I had a parent that wasn't present, and I had a parent that wasn't, um, not only not present, but, like, really suffered with their own addiction. Uh-huh. Um, 
and some of their own mental health issues and things like that. And then I had another parent that was very present but suffered hardcore from some of <laughs> um, her... Well, sorry, Mom. I'm kind of putting your shit on blast. But, like, my mom really... You know, and my mom's a saint, don't get me wrong, but, like, she really struggled with her own past and, like, struggled with her own problems. So, you know, you grow up in those households where it's, like, a constant stressor and you have to kind of, like, walk around on eggshells and things like that. It was nice to look at my partner, who kind of went through some similar things that I went through as a kid, and look at each other and just be like, hey, I love you. But no matter what, I don't want to live in the type of household or have the type of relationship that our parents had because we are not going to have a relationship that's based on walking around on eggshells when the other one is in a less than perfect mood. Right. You know, and like, (laughs) that's really nice that you have that relatability Mm -hmm. with each other that can help communication and everything Um, in a relationship. I have the opposite. Okay. Um, my significant other has gone through a lot of things as well growing up. Right. But not similar to mine at all. Okay. And mentally not really. Okay. Um, at all or much that I'm aware of. Right. And so sometimes, because he's very analytical and very logical and like. Yes. Yep. As so is mine. I will be crazy emotional about certain things or have certain habits. And sometimes I'm sure it's hard to handle me or understand why I'm going insane because he used a certain tone. And right. he's just like, I don't understand why you're burning all my stuff in the living room <laughs> when I just asked you a question. Right. So that's nice. Yes. it's And like I said, I don't want to air out too much of our personal life. Uh, Because, you know, our personal is personal. But, like, we really still struggle with communication. Because that's one of... I mean, who doesn't struggle with communication in a relationship? But um, at least we can kind of look at each other nowadays after being together for, you know, almost four years. We're kind of looking at each other. And I can be like, you good? And he can say, yeah, I'm good. And I don't way overthink Oh, he's not really good. He's he's feeling this way. Or his tone suggests that he feels this way. And, right. and I'm going to fall to pieces. And if he's not, once again, that's not on you. That's more of something he has to overcome. Yeah. And you kind of have to accept that. Yeah, and he has to communicate that. can't blame yourself, especially for other people's doings. Right. That's it, It's all really connected. Mental health affects so many things. Your entire life, basically. Right. So, just speak up. Stand up. Do what's best for you. Like, so many people just spend so much of their life skirting around the problem. If you would just face your problem and admit that there is one. Like, you are enough. Things will work out. Right. Like, are they just not going to work out? Yeah. You just over and, like, rot? No, like, at least enjoy rotting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like live your life you yeah. know like be live your life in the healthiest way possible do what you think is going to help you you know if that means changing your entire life move to a different country if that's some people need to do help, that uh, change your entire friend group if that's what you think will help you know don't talk to your family anymore if you think that's what will help because you know sometimes the closest people to you that we 
are told we have to keep in our lives, that's not true. You don't have to keep anybody in your life that you think is... Detrimental to your mental health. Seriously. It's so toxic and really detox your life. (laughs) Seriously. And that's that's a start. Like, just like when you have a a drug addiction or you have, like, a food eating disorder or things like that, you really need to address the problem first and then start looking at solutions to help you overcome that problem. Yeah. Because depression and anxiety, they're not going to go away. Um, if anything, they're going to get worse. And you can disguise them and cover them and lie to yourself all day. I can attest to this because I've done it. It's really going to only get worse. Uh, seriously, yeah. So And it could get so bad you could lose your vision. So, like, don't do that. You know, <laughs> don't wake up. You know, and also you could start developing other terrible habits like drinking or addiction or something. And you just... It's just a road you don't want to fork down, you know? Right. Definitely. Let's just not. <laughs> Definitely want to do that. And so we're kind of closing out this podcast with a shout out to like, um, kind of like the, the final end all, um, of September, which is also suicide awareness month. Yes. Um, anxiety and depression can really lead to serious adverse effects, um, ultimately for some people leading to the, a suicide, you know, um, because some people who are really deep in their depression, they really, they really fall to this option. And then, you yeah, know, if you feel like this world would be better without you, you're not correct. No, you are not someone out there. There's always somebody out there and probably several people who want you here. And it would suck without you. We want you here. Yeah. Who's going to listen to our crappy podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though. Like, it takes all kinds of kinds to make the world go round. And for whatever reason, you were put on this world at this exact time. And you have something to offer that nobody else in this world does. Yes. You may not know what that is. And the world may not either, but... I'm sure you're going to figure it out. You got the rest of your life to figure it out. Do you have the um, number? Um, I have the, the ribbon says break the silence and the stigma. Um, and just for people, um, we have the suicide, uh, national suicide prevention lifeline, which I'm going to, we're also going to post the number, but just for everyone listening, if you've ever had suicidal thoughts or just need to talk. talk, Yes. If you need to talk to somebody, Um, I think you can text them or call them. Like, yep. just reach out. Even if you think it's, like, a silly thing and it won't even help, you would be surprised with just airing out things to people who are kind of, like, an unbiased opinion. You know, they could really help you. Like, a yes. fresh eye on things. Yeah, get a fresh perspective. Just really open up your your options. Um, So that number is 1-800-273-TALK. Um, again, that number is... One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five or talk. Um, it's an active line. Um, it's um, it's an like I said, it's a national phone number. You it's can call twenty four seven twenty four seven three sixty five. If ever you feel like you really need to just talk to somebody about how you're feeling or you're you're scared you're gonna hurt yourself, um, or others around you, maybe you just need that fresh that fresh uh. 
right. perspectives. Yeah, so. definitely reach out because. Right. And even though we're a wine and whiskey podcast, like, um, whereas our name suggests, we enjoy our wine and our whiskey on a regular, you know, semi-regular basis. Uh, we really um, hope that people who do suffer from addiction or really suffer with alcoholism, please get help. Please talk to somebody and start. I mean, we like tea and, and coffee. coffee. Like, we are coffee people. <laughs> if anything, we have an addiction to coffee. Right. Um, but seriously, like uh, indulging every once in a while is okay. But if you have, if you struggle with any kind of problem, get help. That's interfering with you living your best life, for yeah. sure. Get um, help. On a lighter note. Yeah. Um, shout out to Drinking Dad on Twitter. He <laughs> replied to one of our posts that we made about what's your favorite drink to make with your favorite whiskey. And he said it was definitely an old-fashioned I don't, I hate old fashioned. Yeah, she does. But She's not a whiskey girl, but I am a whiskey girl, and yo, def- old fashions are where it's at. Definitely. Well, good for you, whiskey drinking dad. Mm-hmm. I love that. And uh, cheers. Thank you so much. Also. Yeah. Yes, thank you for <laughs> shouting us out. Uh, you can find us on Twitter um, and Facebook. Yes, check and out the Facebook group. We'll- we always got stuff going on on our stories and everything, so... Go ahead and check that out, guys. Yeah, Give check us us out. Like, stop by, say hi. Right. Um, our wine for this week is, oh Lord, Castello Dell. It's a sweet red. Um, it's super cheap. It's a cheap wine. If you are like a wine connoisseur, you're gonna say this is garbage, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> I have garbage taste buds, and I personally hate red wine, but this one I can definitely hang with. It's super good. It kind of was our turn up wine for the weekend. I feel like the girls, like, uh, we, we went with oh, a group yeah. of girls, everyone loved it. So, yeah, I literally, um, it came in like a little, um, Little glass bottle. And yeah, it was like not super tiny. Um, right. But I'm trying to find the ounces on here. But it was like definitely like a baby bottle of wine. I'd say it was like, uh, it's a 12 ounce bottle of I wine. I stuck a straw in it and just like, hey, you know. Yeah, she was living her best life this weekend. It was it was a good time. But definitely try that out if you're like balling on a budget. Right. I think it was honestly like a dollar. A dollar a bottle, y'all. A dollar. Um, so. If you like sweet reds. That is a good starter. For sure. And, like, for the people who are starting out with wine, um, definitely check out anything by St. Julian. um, Because it has an array, whether you're a sweet, semi-sweet, semi-dry, dry dry type of wine person. Whole spectrum. We're shouting out St. Julian this weekend. So, or this week. Whatever day it is. Tuesday. Oh, it's Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyways, um, we hope you guys keep listening to us. Uh, yes. Like we said, check out our Facebook, check out our Twitter, and thank you so much. And if you have a problem or su- are suffering with any kind of issues, please reach out to that National Suicide Awareness Hotline. Definitely. Yep. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes or want us to touch on anything or... Or shout you out on Twitter. You just... Give us a little message or tweet us and we will almost always respond because if Louise is working, 
Jean works for herself, so she's yeah. got time. She's got <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much, and cheers to learning to love yourself. Take care. Bye.